Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott joining us now. We got nothing, uh, David. Back to you. Thanks. <laughs> so here's the question. In my analogy of the night, is the right guard Steve Hutchinson, the left tackle Orlando Pace, or the fullback Jerome Bettis? Jerome Bettis. That was Jerome Bettis through the middle of the lane, line, middle linebacker in his position, maybe not, maybe not in his position, maybe not fundamentally sound, getting trucked, right? Dump That's truck. what that game was. And, and my favorite was your homage you paid to Keister, because <laughs> I think that is very fitting. And for those that listen every night, you know, hey. it was one of those little nuggets. Yes. But that was, yeah, that was, there was nothing, whole, you know, nothing much to talk about. They, they got beat, like you said, early and often. It was 5-4, and then all of a sudden I looked up and it was not close. Is there anything that you think has residual impact for the future? No. I mean, nothing more than the concerns we already have, right? But length nothing is, new. Length is a super big problem for this team. No, it definitely is. You're right. Yeah, who's the least length team? What teams have the least amount of length that we can play in the playoffs, right? Yeah, we probably start eyeing those up and lining up in the in round one. Dallas is long now. Denver, Aaron Gordon's playing. Will Barton. Monty Moore, not maybe not as long. And they certainly can't do what, you know, what we see right. teams like this do. Yeah. Almost all playoff teams are long. Might be what makes us unique. Yeah, but beyond that, nothing that troubling. All right. That's good. <laughs> that goes back to our theater reference. Correct. <laughs> Have fun, guys. Thank you. Thank you, David and Ron. Great job tonight. 124 to 90 is your final. The, the Jazz get uh, beat up pretty good by the Pelicans. We'll break it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz take a beating tonight in New Orleans to the Pelicans, 124 to 90. A game that uh, basically was uh, was over from the start. Uh, the Jazz outscored 35 to 17 in the first quarter, 30 to 21 in the second, and then things didn't really get much better in the second half. It was, yeah. You and I anticipated a, a, a much closer game, a game that would be competitive. And unfortunately tonight, the, the Jazz just didn't have a ton of energy. Uh, you know, to David's point, I think the length bothered him a little bit. But there's also part of this that the Jazz never really, you know, physically challenged New Orleans early enough. Um, and the game just kind of got out of hand. And New Orleans is good enough offensively. They can kind of just keep you at arm's length. And that's kind of what they did throughout the rest of the game. The Jazz uh, in this one shot 34.8% from the field. They were 11 of 41 from three. They had 20 turnovers, and that's just the recipe for a, 
a blowout loss. Donovan Mitchell led the Jazz in scoring with 14, but he was 5 of 18 from the field. Uh, Daniel House had 13 coming in off the bench. Uh, let's see here. Doak, uh, or not Doak, excuse me. Jordan Clarkson had 10 off the bench. Um, Whiteside, I apologize, was the one 13. Daniel House had 11. Uh, so obviously uh, not my night either there. But uh, the Jazz did not, had a lot of trouble putting the ball in the basket. Brandon Ingram led the way for uh, the Pelicans. He had 29. C.J. McCollum with 24. Uh, Hernan Gomez had 13 coming in off the bench. So just everything went right for New Orleans. Everything went wrong for the Jazz. It did. Um, and... To me, it was, you know, the energy, and you can tell that this Pelicans team's kind of reborn. They have a, a different feel. They've got a, a guy who can really go out there and and legit, you know, get them 30 every single night in McCollum. And uh, to me, it looks like they've all just kind of bought in and picked up, and then they're really long. You know, to David and Ron's point, they play a, a very big lineup, and, and it is hard at times to attack. The, the seams become narrow very quickly and the jazz struggled with turnovers they certainly did tonight and and right from the get-go you're just not going to win a whole lot of games when you turn the ball over 20 times yeah and you know the the recipe right now with the jazz we've talked about it a lot is teams if they can crawl up in them if they can you know really disrupt their ability to drive it and move it and and then that big piece of being able to take care of the basketball teams if they can kind of break the jazz the defensive transition hasn't been great, so those two that combination is difficult. Uh, probably difficult for most teams, but particularly yeah for, for this team. particular team and the way it's built and the way it functions is obviously very difficult. Your final Jazz lose one twenty four to ninety in New Orleans to the Pelicans. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way Sunday. The Jazz will be in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder, and that game will tip off at five o'clock for those of you sticking around with us we've got some post-game sound for you we'll continue to break this one down as well straight ahead jazz game night post-game show on the jazz radio network catch and shoot three the clock is at zero and another utah jazz game is in the books this is the jazz post-game show angles underhand scoop to conley back out to joe fires the three presented by mark miller subaru donovan scott and now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCole, with you. Halftime is brought, or excuse me, post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com, your final score. The Jazz lose tonight to the Pelicans in New Orleans, 124-90. to Jazz uh, catch a beating in the hands of New Orleans, who True is uh, playing much better since acquiring C.J. McCollum. But, uh, you know, Jazz effort in this one, Coach Lacombe, was uh, was not what we've gotten used to seeing, certainly through February. Yeah, th- they have been playing so well, and they've been playing connected. And I think energy's been better, right? And tonight it was it was more flat, and the Jazz – Competed, you know, to start the game, but as soon as they kind of faced that big wave of uh, a moment, momentum, they never really had a chance at that point to answer the bell. So uh, you got to credit New Orleans because they're playing great basketball right now, but the Jazz it was not one of their, their better performances. Offensive rating for the Jazz tonight in 90.9. Not good. And that's a big part of the turnovers. Those are just wasted possessions. We'll get you, hopefully, Sam from Coach Snyder coming up here shortly. But let's get to your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. 
Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit CERTAPRO.com. That's CERTA with a C. CERTA Pro painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Tonight, points in the paint. Jazz outscored. And, boy, we don't see the Jazz outscored that often in the paint, but certainly not by a margin like this. 58-36. to 36. Yeah, there, there just seemed to be no ability to get that ball, you know, in the paint. A lot of, of tough shots taken. And, again, credit New Orleans, but that's a great observation. I think that that points in the paint number is really pretty reflective of the way things went tonight. Didn't feel to me like the jazz ball movement was where, is where it needs to be usually when they're, they're successful and getting, you know, Rudy uh, open shots and open runs at the rim. I totally agree. I thought that even, you know, some of the transition stuff we've seen, you know, there wasn't that sprinting up and down the floor. And I knew this game got away early. And so it's hard not to play to the score, but uh, it was one of the, I, I think a lot of those things stand out and, and energy I guess is one way to kind of lump all that in. The, the energy level of the team tonight was not great. It just wasn't. No, it wasn't. And we haven't seen that in a while. You know, the Jazz went through their lumps in, in January and, you know, assimilating Donovan and Rudy back into the lineup after they were out for a couple of different reasons had, had really gone well. We saw, you know, Donovan Mitchell uh, even had a conversation with David Locke and talked about uh, how he felt like he was playing uh, the best basketball of his career and then just tonight to be so starkly different. All right, let's go back to New Orleans. It's time to hear from uh, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Some, some easy baskets in transition, which, you know, they're they're long and they run and, and – uh, and we gave up some offensive boards even when we, when we did defend, you know. And I think, you know, us being able to to understand that we may have to pass the ball two, three, four times in a possession before we can get something. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when the team's that long and when they're blitzing us to just to get off it and move it and move it again, and then you have an opportunity to drive it. But, hey, they, they you know, they played at a high level. Um, I thought in, in a lot of ways. So there are, you know, out of 82, there, there are going to be nights like this. But that, I don't think that that doesn't necessarily mean that we can't look at the game and understand some things about it that we need to, you know, do better and do a little differently. You mentioned the need to maybe pass a couple of times to mm-hmm. kind of overlook the people that were offense where it was over pass. No, you know, I, I think, you know, the ability to move it, you know, and then drive it and then understand we have to pass it again. I thought we held it, you know, and uh, e- even if, even if they block a three, you know, you, you take the ball out of bounds. Um, so there, there were, you know, you could analyze each possession and say, you know, could have done this better, could have done that better. But I think, you know, when a team blitzes us to be able to get off the ball, and to just maintain spacing, that's you know that's what we do. We're going to keep seeing that. You know we've seen it before. Um, you know when that does happen and they commit to the ball, um, you know that should be time that the ball moves even more. And it's hard against that. You know their length obviously bothered us um, in a lot of ways, but uh, they they played very well. And, you know also, and I, I didn't think you know we didn't have the same energy. That, that we've had, um, you know, in some aspects of the game. I mentioned you know, transition in the boards. You, know, you look at their fast break points, you know, that, that's usually less than what actually happened, um, the way that fast break points are calculated. So, and 
So but we, we, we made it, we hurt ourselves, you know, offensively with, you know, trying to split guys at times, and, you know, that, that extra dribble trying to split against a team with their length, even if it's one dribble and you kick it, sometimes that's not quick enough, and, you know, adjusting to, again, adjusting to Brandon Ingram coming down in transition, you know, there's gotta be, gotta be more guys back there. And you know, I think, Compounds and your offense hurts your defense. How about the half-court defense? Yeah, I mean, we, we had a hard time stopping them early, you know, and I think we, we didn't know personnel as well as we could have. You know, there was times when we'd guard something and, you know, we'd come off a shooter and shift more. So, we, you know, when it's going like that, you know, we tried to shake it up a little bit and play some zone and do a few other things just to change the – the tempo of the game, um, but you know, we didn't we didn't execute in man, and you know, when a team scoring consecutive baskets on you, um, I don't think there was any one adjustment in our man. Like I said earlier, it was it was transition, um, and then again when we when we did get some good possessions and got stops, some someone's going to the offensive glass, and that becomes deflating. So. But yeah, we you know we tried to do some different things just to shake the game up, and um, you know, again, I thought our offense hurt our defense in that respect too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jason, sure. Well, he you know he he he's he's got the ability to break people down. Um, I think he's gotten better, you know, where he's using that to, you know, to make plays for other people as well. Um, I know he's been focused on, you know, his on the ball defense. And I think that's something he's, he's working, you know, and with, with our group, with the guards that we have, you know, we've got a couple guys um, that are good players that it's hard to find minutes for him, but uh, he's going to continue to work and compete and, like a number of guys, and you know, feel good about the progress that he's made and what he can do. Yep. There you go, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. After his team uh, had a tough one, uh, lose to the Pelicans tonight, one twenty-four to ninety. A lot of talk about ball movement. It's almost like uh, Coach was hearing what we were talking about, Coach. Well, he talked about ball movement and he talked about energy, and I think that really sums it up. I also thought a very poignant comment was that they're their offense hurt their defense tonight. You know, being able to get a running start 20 times or, you know, somewhere thereabouts, not all of them were live, but you get my idea. You give them 20 opportunities that you have an opportunity and just um, and turn it over. So that is stuff that is aggravating, that's frustrating. And, and tonight, that really was kind of it. It was lack of ball movement, turnovers on the offensive side because they're trying to force things, and then just that whole lack of energy across the team. All right, uh, post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz lose tonight to the Pelicans, 124 to 90. We'll get you sound from the players coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post Game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. 124-90 is your final. The Jazz get beat up pretty good by the New Orleans Pelicans. Coach, let's get to uh, the Master of the Glass tonight. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. Back for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization uh, um, for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. And tonight, uh, your Master of the Glass is Hassan Whiteside, who had 12. Rudy had 11 rebounds tonight, but Hassan... 12 uh, rebounds, six of which came on the offensive side. The, the Jazz were actually, that was one area where they were really good, was on the offensive glass. They had 22 offensive rebounds and actually uh, tied in the total rebound category at 52 apiece uh, because, uh, or excuse me, the Jazz had 22 offensive rebounds uh, and uh, the Pelicans had 15. So that's one area where they actually played pretty well tonight. They definitely attacked, but they had way more missed shots to kind of attack That's as well. That's a good point. Right? <laughs> uh, there was there was more available, but um, I thought Whiteside was actually really good. I thought he played angry. I thought he played hard. You know, he was very physical in there in his matchup uh, with Hernan Gomez. And I also really liked that, uh, you know, it seemed to me as though he was one, a guy that was you know, a little bit frustrated they were getting beat as bad as they were. So he, he was a bright spot. 12 rebounds in just 16 minutes and uh, 13 points. Yeah, he did have a nice night. And he did play with a little bit of that that fierce edge to him, even when they were down big in the second half. So, you know, the Jazz, maybe they need a little bit more of that, you know, when it comes to this team. Obviously, tonight's a an example is they got waxed pretty much the whole game. But, you know, sometimes this team lacks, lacks a little bit of, of that fire. They don't have that... You know, kind of Jay Crowder brought that a few years ago for this team. I don't know if they have that guy. Maybe that could be Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, and I think that, you know, it's nice to see him continue to contribute. It was uh, a stat that was was shown during the broadcast on television today that he, you know, since um, the, the start of the year, he's he's pl- his plus minus is better than anybody's. Uh, um, you know, it's like plus 102. So really good to see him have such a great impact on this team, play well. And tonight, I did feel like Whiteside was one of the bright bright spots on the, out there on the floor. Want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to mba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator. Now, let's go back to New Orleans. It's time to hear from Donovan Mitchell. How you go about a lot of things went well for them. A lot of things didn't go right for us. Um, I'm not going to sit here and act like it doesn't hurt, but I'm also not going to sit here and act like the end of the world. You know, we, they played well. We, we, they came out from the jump, you know, ready to go. And we weren't, and you know, that we, we're going to have nights like this, you know, there are going to be times where it'd be times where we've done the same thing. And it, it's, it's just one of those, yeah, I give credit where credit is due. I mean, I, I can't they made it tough and they made it tough for 48 minutes, you know, and I think that's what made this uh, performance from them, you know, special, you know, because sometimes you kind of do that and you're like, all right, we got it in the bag, but they just made it tough. Every possession, everything was, you know, like it was the last session of the game and 
Um, I'm not going to overreact to it. I don't think any of us are. I think, you know, we'll, we'll recharge and, and get ready for this back-to-back coming up. But it happens. <laughs> you know, this is the NBA. It happens. And, you know, it's it's not one of those things where we're going to sit here and be like, head down and, you know, move forward and we'll be better. After some of those offensive possessions, did it sometimes a little bit look just like you guys shot when you should pass or pass? Yeah, when you have a, when you have a team – you know, like that, you know, sometimes those threes that we normally take are going to be contested. Uh, we got to be ready to shoot those, you know, because if you drive, you're driving in the traffic and then vice versa. Sometimes there's times we could have gotten to the paint. Um, and, you know, it's it seems like they read as easy, you know, when you're watching it, you know, from the, especially from the TV. But like, you know, when you get in there, like that's six, eight, six, seven, seven, one, like starting two bigs is, is different, <laughs> you know, and it's it's one of those things where we, not many teams do that. Not many teams have that length. You know, I can't really think of maybe, you know, Golden State, you know, plays a similar way like that. So, you know, our reads and our looks are going to be harder. So we got to be able to, you know, be even more precise. And when you're not, you get this, you know, and I don't think, you know, if we, if we make it tough on ourselves, I don't think we lose by 30 every time, but, you know, it's going to be tough, you know, and we got to just make it easier for ourselves. And sometimes we, we didn't do that, you know, and like I said, you know, it's not something to look back. We'll look at the film and get better, but it's not something where we can hang our, we hang our heads and be like, man, this is, you know, the world. It happens. You know, like I said, they've, they've done this for three straight games. You know, this is the third time and they're playing well and they're down to group and we'll, we'll, we'll be better. Yeah. When you run into another team, Well, I think, you know, a lot of it, you know, Memphis is unique in that as well. Um, with like, you know, when you have the, like, I count Jaron as a big, you know, similar to, to um, Jackson Hayes. Uh, like I said, it's got to be, everything's got to be more precise. You know, it's got to be fixed. You got to be strong with the ball. We, we just fumbled the ball at times. Like, you know, it wasn't even anything they did. We just lost the ball. Like, the one that dribbled off my foot, the same little dribble I did against Houston. I'm at the lab. I just lost it tonight. You know what I mean? So it's like, got to be more precise, you know, and I think that's that's where, you know, you take it to the next level. And tonight we didn't do it. We didn't do that. You know, and I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, it's, it's the, the sky is falling over. We're, we're upset. We're upset, you know, rightfully so. But, we can be better, and they were really good. You know, you got to give credit where credit is due. You've had games where you guys have started slow and then were able to kind of mm-hmm. come down. What's kind of the difference between nights like that tonight? I can't say we all we, we had it as a group. You know, I can't say we did, and you know whether it was fatigue or whatever it may be. Um, we got to find ways to overcome that, you know, because we're going to be tired. <laughs> you know, they we're going to get right to that shot. You know, there's no way to sit here and say. Um, you know, whether, like I said, whether it's fatigue or whether it's, you know, mentally we're in a different place or we got to find ways to bring it every night. And if you don't, I guess a hungry team like that, this is what happens. And, you know, there's, there's no excuse. Uh, and I think for us, you know, to, to, and I, I, I really only want to say us right now, I really want to give them credit because when you're up 30 at half and then to continue to stay up 30, no matter how we, we would hit a shot, we go on a little quick run, they countered, you know, they countered with a sprint transition or a mid range shot like that, that, that's that's skill in itself, you know, and you got to give credit where credit is due. And that's really where, where I'm at. You know, like they played really good basketball tonight. We didn't. Oh, and last thing, I, I keep saying this. Um, Herb Jones is solid and he deserves his flowers. You know, he's only a rookie, but can go. There's a, a very candid, uh, candid, 
excuse me, Donovan Mitchell uh, from the podium talking about how his team didn't have it tonight. And that included Donovan, 14 points, 5 of 18 shooting, only two assists, only two rebounds. Not uh, not the game we're used to seeing from Donovan as of late. No, he, he missed a lot of shots. And I thought, you know, if anything, maybe got a little bit quick. And, and Quinn alluded to that, that you've got to move the ball a couple of times. I think that's something... That's a, you know, you, you maybe make a bunch of shots in a row, so you think you can um, make those all the time. But, you know, the tried and true thing is you've got to make a defense work. You've got to get them to move side to side a little bit, and then you can you know, soften it and drive it and get into the lanes. So uh, that's, you know, that's where tonight I felt like the Jazz didn't put enough effort or force into that part of the game. Uh, but I like Donovan's mindset. You know, it wasn't uh, overly devastating. Certainly, I thought he called it out pretty good, and he gave the Pelicans a ton of credit. And they deserved it, and and they're a good team, and they are big and long, and they give the Jazz, uh, that type of uh, team gives the Jazz trouble. But, I mean, you know, Donovan, we talked about him shooting 5 of 18. Uh, Bogdanovich and Conley together tonight were 2 of 19, including 1 of 10 from 3. Yeah, they were, They everybody was, I don't know, just a little bit sped up or rushed. Um, and then I think, you know, it was one of those nights, too, where, even good looks wouldn't drop. So it was kind of a little bit of everything. And Donovan talked about it too. A lot of their errors were certainly unforced. I mean, we've talked uh, tonight about the turnovers. Jazz had 20 total turnovers. How many of those were, you know, lazy passes or kind of lack of energy type plays? So many. And, you know, it's when I think of the term unforced error, of course, I think of tennis and, you know, double faults where you just give points to the other team. Like it felt like the Jazz did that a lot tonight. One play, and I'm again, this is one of a, a bunch, but that stands out. Like when a guy inbounds the basketball, one thing you as a coach, you tell him you hold on to that thing, you're strong with it, because the minute you make a decision, you know, you've kind of forced to have to throw it where you, and the play that stands out to me is just, you know, a side out after a big run, and the Jazz are going, you know, get a timeout and refocus, and Rudy Gay comes in, takes the ball inbounds, and, you know, one hand off the ball, and just kind of casual, and it gets tipped away for a layup the other way. And uh, it was those kind of plays that, you, like you say, that were more self-inflicted that caused a lot of the issue. That's got to be what keeps coaches up at night, right? How many of those do you still see in your sleep, I'm sure? And as long as you coach, and, you know, it's like raising kids, you can throw a bunch of instruction out there, but at the end of the day, in the moment, um, you know, the decisions they make, you've got you've to deal with. So... It, it was a game where maybe one too many dribbles often. And just, again, the, the length of the Pelicans really did cause the Jazz a lot of trouble. Well, they've got to get over that because, as Locke pointed out, I mean, anybody they face in the in the playoffs probably going to be a long team. And uh, you know what? The Jazz uh, have been short for a while. They're, they're not the biggest team in the league, and they've had to overcome that for, for a little while now. No, no doubt. And that's why, you know, Davis, any new or any lingering – I, I don't think we learned anything tonight. You know, it was more alarming because of the the way the Jazz got beat, the, the discrepancy in points, but uh, the same issues that, you know, we talk about them all the time. All right, uh, postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own MySubaruIs.com. Jazz catch a beating tonight, 124-90. to They lose in New Orleans to the Pelicans. Get more sound uh, from New Orleans coming up next. Stay tuned. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz Game Night Postgame Show, Jazz Radio Network, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, Jazz Lose tonight, 124 to 90. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Um, let's get into your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Tonight, the Jazz from the line. Uh, 17 of 26. So they didn't shoot the ball well from the line uh, either. Uh, the Pelicans were 13 of 17. But, uh, yeah, you know, boy, the the Jazz struggled from the line. Rudy was 2 of 6 uh, tonight, so that certainly doesn't help. And uh, a lot of other guys, you know, Donovan Mitchell, 1 of 2. Not only is the 50% from the foul line not characteristic, but we've been seeing Donovan get to the line much more regularly than just two foul shots. So not the Jazz night from the line. And with Donovan, you know, shots, took 11 of his 18 shots from three. And, you know, a lot of those without really challenging. Um, so it, it was more, I think, kind of indicative of the way the Jazz shows kind of the attack level on offense. They settled more uh, for jump shots and, and plays like that. Uh, but, you know, that was a big key. Uh, it's crazy to me the Jazz shoot 35% from the field, 27 from three and 65 from the free throw line. I wonder maybe if the ball was a teeny bit lopsided or something. Icy cold. That is, I mean, crazy. That is brutal. This is a, you know, the, the free throws particularly, that's a, that's something the Jazz, um, you know, outside of Rudy Gobert from time to time. But it, that may just be Donovan to get only got to the line twice too, you know. Just not enough. Not enough. Attempts. And then from three, you mentioned that the Jazz just struggled from there as well. 11 of 41 from three. Uh, 0 for 4 from Mike Conley, 3 of 11 from Donovan Mitchell, 1 of 6 from uh, Bogdanovich. Uh, Daniel House shot it well from 3, 3 of 5, but Jordan Clarkson uh, was 0 for 4. So, I mean, I we talked about this the other night, Coach, and, and maybe I talked about it. No, it was you and I who talked about this uh, against Phoenix, that it doesn't feel like the Jazz are as reliant this year on the three ball. They still Their offense can still be functional even on nights when they're not necessarily tearing it up from three. But I'm I'm surprised. I mean, you can't go through nights where you're that bad from three and expect to win. No, there's no way, you know. And that, and then miss that many free throws too, right? There's yeah. nine points at the line, um, and, and so that was, you know, the other one of the other keys we talked about was the fact that you don't want to send the Pelicans to the line, but they didn't really need to go to the line a lot. They they lived in the mid range, and we talked about it. it's one way. They could hold the Jazz off. That's that's an area they really thrive, and they, they were able to kind of play there after getting a big lead. Yeah, the majority of the shots that the Pelicans missed were from three. I mean, because uh, the Pelicans shot 11 of 36 from three, so that's not terrific, uh, 31%, 30.6% from the field. Then you look at – or from three, and then you look at their percentage from the field, 50 of 97 for almost 52%. I mean, every shot they took that wasn't a three almost went in. Yeah, exactly. So – Again, that that's more of that kind of glaring. We talk about it at times. The mid range, particularly with a team that gets a little bit of an advantage, they can kind of keep the Jazz at bay because it's hard. It's really hard. You have guys that can make those 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 Jays in the in the mid range and play to it. It's almost part of the the floor of the Jazz kind of concede, not concede, but you know certainly emphasize the rim and the three point. Well, and two of those guys, Ingram and McCollum, both had big nights. Yep. McCollum, 24 points on, on 10 of 18 shooting. He was 2 of 6 from 3, so obviously a bunch of twos. And then Brandon Egram only took three threes. He was 11 of 16 from the field. He had 29 points, 8 boards, and 6 assists. And he's a fine player. 
Uh, we talked about that a lot during the pregame, but he loves playing the jazz. He does, man. We got to look up just his jazz stats in his career. Are pretty, I'll bet pretty darn good. Cause I, I, I know we've, at least the years I've sat here, he's, he's typically pretty good against the jazz. And that probably has something to do with the jazz length. Honestly. I mean, that is he, Brandon Inger, if you, you know, seen him in person, which I know you have, or, or been close to him. I mean, he is a big, long dude. Oh I mean, man. He's, he's kind of, I'm not comparing him to Kevin Durant per, per se. Cause that's a, that's a steep comparison, but they have a similar build. They get their shot off quickly. They kind of shoot in the, what do they say that in the phone booth or whatever. Yep. And, uh, long, it's tough to get up and, and block their shot, and he loves playing against the Jazz. Yeah, he's fun. He's a fun player to watch. I like watching Ingram, and um, this team's interesting now. I, I think it gets really interesting as they kind of really catching fire at the right time and trying to play their way into a playoff spot. It'd be pretty interesting if they could do that without Zion, right? Yeah, we'll see if they ever get Zion back. I mean, it's not, I don't say that meaning he won't return from injury, but he, he shows very little of interest, interest of even playing for this Pelicans yeah, team. Yeah, I which totally is just, agree. Just crazy. There was that report that came out that he and CJ McCollum haven't even spoken. Which is so odd, right? Watching the way the Jazz do things, you know, um, the fact that they wouldn't even have spoken yet. That's that's pretty interesting. Well, particularly because you got to imagine that move is for Zion. You know, they're trying to put pieces around Zion. Of course, they're building around their number one pick and a guy who's extremely unique physically and a tough guard for anybody in the league. And wow, that, I saw that story and I was just shocked. I mean, that, that just seems crazy. Can you imagine if Donovan was missing some games in the stretch or a stretch of something and jazz make a big move and hey, I'll the story get to you when I get to you a week later, like, wow, they haven't even, haven't even spoken. Wait, what? So that's, but they've got a nice roster. They've got they've got good players, and if they could mix Zion back into things, I I think they'd be a dangerous team to face. But it was it was one of those nights. I mean, Tony Snell was going crazy, right? I think if the mascot would have checked in, it would have been uh, no holds barred. He'd probably been the throwing Pelican. Them in. Yeah, the Pelican have been slinging him in off his beak. I don't know what the Pelican's name is. Maybe we'll have to Google that. The beak shot. <laughs> the the instead of the floater, the beak. Off the beak. Off the beak. All right, let's go back to New Orleans. It is now time to hear from Rudy Gobert. To you in terms of the overall season, or is it just kind of one of 82 blowouts happened? Um, I mean, obviously, it's, like you said, we have 82 games in the playoffs, so it's, it's kind of not worrying. There's a lot of things we need to look at, obviously, and, and see how. Uh, all the things we can do better on both ends. But it's, uh, yeah, we don't want to overreact to one game. I think we, you know, none of us enjoy losing, and especially that way. So, yeah, just going to watch film, see all the things we can do better. That's uh, pretty much it. I mean, just sometimes in season you have some of those games. Or we just got to use them to, to get better. Did you learn something from the way they played with that big lead? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, these guys play, they're hungry. You know, they, they, they play like, you know, they, they're starving. And uh, yeah, that's a mindset that we definitely could learn from a little bit. I think, uh, you know, they, they, they're playing like, you know, they know that one game might be the difference for them between being in a playing game or being in vacation. So 
they playing. They, they, you can tell that they have that mindset uh, every night, especially since the trade deadline. You know, CJ and, and uh, that group, the, the way they're playing. I mean, they've been playing really good basketball. They beat, they, they, I don't know how many games in a row they won, but they, they beat some good teams too. So, you know, we knew it was going to be a yeah, we knew it was going to be a good game for us, but we we just didn't didn't bring it. And yeah, there's a lot of things to to look at on both ends. There's Rudy Gobert. Uh, Rudy tonight. Let's see here. Uh, had a line of ten points, eleven boards. Didn't have a block tonight. Had an assist and a steal. Talked about the hungry Pelicans and how maybe the Jazz could learn a little bit from that. Yeah, he, he said they, they play starving, right? They play really, really engaged, and the energy they play with is is really um, something that that impressed Rudy tonight in the Jazz, I think. Um, so definitely a lot to digest probably for the Jazz. But, uh, again, I think this game was way more about the, the way the Pelicans are playing, kind of the energy and, and the contrast of energy tonight against the Jazz, who just didn't seem to have it. No, and and I think that's what this game was all about was energy. I I agree with Rudy. New Orleans plays hungry on both sides of the ball. I didn't I didn't expect them to have a whole lot of bite defensively. And yeah, the Jazz took bad shots and missed shots. And there's a lot of self, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of yeah, there, right, yeah. right, self destruction there from the Jazz. But but as you said, New Orleans got up in them. I mean, they played tough. They 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 made it difficult for the Jazz to play a nice game or a good game. And then the Jazz just decided, you know what? It got away from them, and then that effort never came. And I think, you know, every night there's probably a, you know, conscious choice. This was going to be a game that the Jazz would have to really exert a ton of energy. This um, New Orleans team's long. They they certainly give the Jazz a lot of trouble, and it was one of those games where the Jazz really had to be kind of the aggressor. And tonight, um, you know, unfortunately, New Orleans came out and really kind of landed the first and second and, and all the rest of the blows combined. And it was not the Jazz night. We talked about the shooting percentages, the turnovers. Um, they did really crash the offensive glass hard. But again, the Jazz missed so many shots tonight. There were more available. It's one of those games that certainly concerning. Um, but as as Donovan said, you know, in the NBA, you see it. And the Jazz have been on the other end of this where they've kind of taken a team, a decent team out of it. Uh, based on their excellent play. So I think it's uh, certainly a lot of both of those. How hard is it for a coach to sit there and watch a game unravel on you? Oh, it's brutal. Absolutely brutal. And the only thing you can do is do your best to to continue to try to find something to to build upon, right? Um, The Jazz, in my mind, it surprised me because nine out of the last ten they had won. They felt like they were really kind of back on a string. And this one was exciting to me because I think you know they've an- they've answered challenges on the road pretty well this year too. They have, right? But that one tonight, I, I just don't think I don't know that I've seen them play uh, more poorly in-, in any one game. And I think you know that's not an indication that you know I, I feel more about just kind of the energy they brought, and then that combined with the missed shots, it just was that was a tough one. All right, post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz lose a tough one in New Orleans to the Pelicans, 124 to 90. We'll get Coach Combs' final thoughts on this one before we turn the page. Coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Fast break, alley oop, Rudy Gobert, tick, tick, boom. 
It's our guy David Locke in your play of the game. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection. LHMauto.com driven by you. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MarkMillerSubaru.com. Uh, 124 to 90 is your final. The Jazz uh, lose a tough one to the New Orleans Pelicans uh, tonight. Jazz uh, offensively really struggled, shooting just 35% from the field, 26% from three. They were led by Donovan Mitchell, who had 14 points on five of 18 shooting. Uh, Hassan Whiteside with 13 points and 12 boards coming in off the bench. Daniel House Jr. had 11. Jordan Clarkson with 10. Rudy had 10 to go along with 11 rebounds, but really, you know, the Jazz don't get hardly anything out of Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich. Boyan really struggled, not only shooting the ball, one of 11 for five points, but he had four turnovers. Uh, I think three out of four came in the first half, and they were just brutal turnovers. I mean, almost like repeating himself over and over again, trying to get into the lane and getting his pocket picked. I mean, it's just not a good night for Bogdanovich and not a good night for Mike Conley. They need both those guys, obviously very important players to this team. There's no doubt. Those two guys, you know, we talk a lot about how those guys kind of stabilize things at times. And, yeah, tonight a lot of those, you know, four of those turnovers by uh, early by Boyan, and then, like you said, they were turnovers that just kind of stood out because they went straight for baskets tons of momentum and then Mike was yeah Mike was a little bit uh, had a rough night uh, again some maybe you say the length bothered him tonight uh, whatever it was but the, you know the Jazz don't have a whole lot of time to to think much about this they've got to you know put it behind them it was not beautiful and and they've got to figure out a way to get themselves ready to play in Oklahoma City on Sunday uh, for the Pelicans, 29 from Brandon Ingram, 11 of 16 shooting, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Felt really easy for that guy uh, tonight. C.J. McCollum, of course, their new addition to the trade deadline, had 24 on 10 of 18 shooting. He also had 5 boards and 4 assists. And they got a bunch of production off the bench. Uh, Hernan Gomez with 13 uh, tonight. Uh, Najee Marshall uh, added 10. Uh, Tony Snell, yes, that Tony Snell had 11 coming in off the bench, and he had a second quarter where it, it seemed like uh, he couldn't miss, and it was just that type of night for the Pelicans, who shot 51.5% from the field uh, tonight. They uh, didn't weren't great from three, but it didn't matter. 11 of 36, and uh, they were able to, uh, to take care of the ball. They only had 10 turnovers, and again, getting back to this, Jazz really struggled. 20 turnovers, Going to be tough to win ball games when you combine that with thirty-five percent shooting. Yeah, it's uh, that's the best. That's the best way to look at it. I think you've got to have a lot of things go right just to win a game, but you certainly can't have that many things go terribly wrong. And to your point, you know, I coached against Tony Snell, and I was having flashbacks to the pit when he completely undid us from the corners, which he loves the corner three. And tonight. Um, you know, his shots and the crazy thing is it wasn't like it was in blowout time. He's kind of do that in the guts of the game. So um, Tony Snell, everybody. Hey, what? New Mexico's had some players roll through that program over the years. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's Albuquerque. It's the pit. Used to be the place, you know, for a period of time there. Um, Albuquerque was kind of the college. It was a, a big powerhouse in college with uh, Norm Ellenberger. They used to run guys through there, but. You're right. There have been some great players roll through. I Mexico. just like that you personally know the snake. I know the snake. We've hung. You've, you've gotten to know the snake. One of the more the notorious big, fans. He's a big memorabilia guy. 
Is he really? He loves, yeah, that was always what he was after. Was He just loved, you know, it was when the first time I met him, he was trying to get some Keith Van Horn gear out of me. How about that? Yeah, it, it was always just, hey, can I get some Jimmer? He just is a, he's a memorabilia guy. How about that? All right, Coach Lacombe, <laughs> let's get some final thoughts from you before we uh, we close the book on this one tonight, which I'm sure a lot of Jazz fans are eager to do. Yeah, I don't have much more. I think it was a disappointing, you know, kind of these games, I was kind of hoping were in the rearview mirror, uh, you know, where the Jazz just really didn't have much of an energy to play. Um, but, but to Donovan's point, and it, these seasons get long and you do have nights like this, I just think – you know, the concerning thing uh, as this goes on is the Jazz have struggled with length. I think that that's something that, um, you know, has hurt them at times. And it really kind of shows up in that turnover number. Uh, the Jazz have to be a little bit more precise offensively. And, I, again, I thought tonight they, they really did kind of settle. You know, they did not really push through that first layer of defense. And I think that that was what they kind of settled for jumpers and then, you know, did not get anything going. So hopefully it's a blip on the radar. Again, 9 of 10. So, um, you know, hopefully they can get back to to their winning ways against Oklahoma City, who, um, you know, every team you play, and we've learned this year, is going to be difficult. And the Jazz just need to get back on the winning track. All right, we want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped out with the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke and Ron Boone doing a great job calling all the action. Thanks to the broadcast assistants that helped us out. Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the post-game show. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com, of course. Thank you, Coach Lacombe. Missed you on Wednesday, buddy. And, hey, have a good call tomorrow. High school championship games, K-Jazz, our guy Timmy, going to be on the call. We dialed in, glued into that I'm bad sure boy. you will. You you were reciting just play after play from last night's game, so I appreciate the fact that you're a, you're a stalwart teammate. Well, I've got to admit that, that watching, given my personal situation, we're doing a little renovation at our house, so we're, we're not living there currently, apartment living. And watching television has is, is not been the easiest thing in the world. So I'll see what I have to do. I might have to, like, you know, rig a coat hanger to the door or something like that. But no, I'll give myself some cages. No, I'm, I'm, you all, you were always supporting, and I appreciate that. No, it should be some good games. No, though. it should be, though. Yeah, the the American Fort Corner Canyon game, again, two teams that play in the same league. So it's like a league tournament, you know, for the state tournament. It'll be kind of fun. Enjoy it, and uh, I'll see you on Sunday. You've got a busy weekend. It's been a crazy week. A lot of basketball, my friend. You're good at what you do. So enjoy it. And we'll see you on Sunday. Next up, as we were talking about, the Jazz take on Oklahoma City on Sunday. Tip-off will be at 5. Pre-game coverage begins at 4. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.